right, everybody. Welcome to episode 98 of the Fantasy Timeline, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. I'm Josh at Real Fantasy TL. I'm with my main man, Drew, at DR underscore PRA, and a special guest, that network brother, one of my favorite dudes just to, to talk fantasy with, Rocky at Dynasty FF Addict. Rocky, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. I appreciate that, that introduction, Josh. I I just I, I missed Trade Addicts this week because I had a family commitment. I need to get my DAP fix in besides junkies, which I'm also doing tomorrow. <laughs> um, and of course, I, I just I really, really wanted to pod with Drew here. I mean, I mean, it's just a, such an honor to pod with Drew. I, it's nice to see you too, Josh. Oh, you know, listen, I, <laughs> I get it. I mean, Drew is a uh, Drew's make what stirs the drink on the on the timeline, so uh, I understand. Uh, wanted wanted to get on with him, Drew. Man, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm excited to be here. Excited to talk some football. It's been a a long hump day at work, so let's have some fun here. I feel you on that a long day, and I mean we gotta we gotta get ready for week three. I can't believe I'm already seeing week three. I f- I feel like that first. Thursday night game was just yesterday, and we're already now talking about uh, the third Thursday night game between the uh, the Panthers and the Texans. So, yeah, man. the off season seems forever, and before you know it, it's going to be like week twelve. <laughs> the the off season seems so long, and then you you're like aching for the season, and then it blows by, and you're back in that off season yeah. again. So, but we're gonna we're gonna have fun with this. So, um, hey. We got to get into it. We got to get into the good, the bad, and the ugly of week two. Uh, you guys know how it goes. We're going to do this snake draft style. We'll all go through our goods. Then we'll all go through our bads and then our ugly. So uh, I'll start us off. And um, my good is Derrick Henry. And listen, I I have no problem saying I was wrong. Last week, he was the bad. Uh, and he was. Week one, he was part of that bad. But boy, he he shut everybody up who might have said, ah, maybe he uh, too many carries, too much time out on the field, got hit too many times. 35 rushes for 182 yards and three touchdowns. But wait, because there was also six receptions for 55 yards in case you said that man can't catch the ball. Uh, he proved he proved everybody wrong. Uh, people who were doubting on him. He just he blew up, man. I mean, yes, the game went to overtime, but I don't care. You rush for 182 yards and then add 50 plus in the receiving game. I don't care if you had 90 minutes to play. That's still a lot. So that that's my good. Uh, Drew, what about you? Who was your good for week two? Uh, my good is uh, Kyler Murray, and I I uh, was able to get him. In a, a redraft league and a two QB league is my QB one, and uh, I was debating between him and your boy Dak. And so far, I am uh, pleased with my decision. So far, you know, 400 yards to the air, um, had a couple of picks, but uh, that rushing floor saved him. Got some yards and a touchdown there. So, uh, really excited to see what he's going to continue to do this year. And, and that Arizona team looks primed to make some noise. Uh, I'm going to say you chose wisely. Uh- I love Dak, but it wasn't a contest for week two. So uh, that, that was the right decision, um, and I, I can't fault you for that at all. All right, Rocky, who's your good for week two? 
Uh, I'll give it to my goodness sake. Just a comment on your two. I think Henry, if he's catch, he he had like three or four catches in the first game too. If he, he did, and I think I heard somewhere that he never had six targets in a game before this past week, and he caught six balls. If he starts catching passes, I mean, he, he's gonna be he's gonna be like. CMC or something here because um, the, the touchdowns and yardage he racks, racks up and and Kyler's I you know I'm not the big quarter elite quarterback guy but I think he's going to be that guy this year like like 2019 Lamar Jackson he's just going to win people fantasy leagues so he was great in week two he's great in week one but uh yeah I just wanted to comment on those two and I had to uh, my uh, kind of all mine are, are kind of based off of the first two weeks not just this week uh, right. but but I wasn't on the show last week so I think that's okay all good uh, all good <laughs> oh, excuse me but uh mine I have to go with my boy Hawk uh, I went eight uh, eight for 66 and a touch this week. Uh, I think he had eight for 97 and a touchdown last week. Uh, I've been saying it all off season. I mean, most people thought Hawk was going to be good this year. That's not a big uh, hot take or anything, but I've been saying he's going to be in that elite tier. And he, at least through two games, he is. I mean, in 1.5 premium, uh, Kelsey's at 56 points. And uh, Gronk and Hawk are within two points of him right below. And Waller's a few points below that. Points per game between Hawk and number five, Fant, there's 12 points difference. So he, that's, what I'm, that's what I've been trying to say is not just Hawk's going to be good, not just Hawk's going to be better than last year. Hawk's going to be – he's going to be Waller. He's going to be Kittle, which Kittle isn't even Kittle right now. But, but he's going to be in that tier where you really care about having him on your team. It's not just – you know, nobody cares about having a tight end one if they're, you know, tight end eight. Because the difference between tight end like five and fifteen is like a point, so uh, he, he's going to be one of those difference makers this year. I've said it all off season, and Goff Goff has been respectable. Everybody said you know his quarterback was trash, and you know is he going to get uh, that much more targets than last year when Kenny Galladay was out most of the year anyway? And and the answer is yes, he is. And the offense is running through him. Uh, Goff's respectable enough to get in the ball. The, the Lions have actually put up a fight in both of their first two games, at least for a half against the Packers. So uh, I think this is going to continue all year. And I, I just uh, I'm loving I'm loving seeing it. I'm taking that that early season victory lap on Hawk. Well, and and just to touch on Hawk for a minute, I I severely cut back my startup draft game this past offseason which is a, uh, a mistake I'm going to rectify in 2022. But in just about every startup I was in, I got hot. I mean, I was so all in on this, and I agree with you. Everybody, Jared Goff sucks. I said Jared Goff is average. And you know what? Average is all I need to get the ball to hot. You know, yes, I know DeAndre Swift is going to catch some passes, and apparently so is Jamal Williams. But – Hawk is that dude. He is the wide receiver one on that team. And yes, I know he plays tight end, but he is the wide receiver one on that team. And the good news is, is that the Lions are going to be fighting in every game just to make it respectable. So, you know, you know, they're going to have to throw that 40, 50 times a game. So let's go. Let's get them all as many as we can to Hawk and, and keep it moving. But, um, (laughs) Rocky, since this is the snake, why don't you hit us with your bad next? Yeah, my bad is just uh, – it's not one particular player. I just went with the Jags, and, and 
Specifically, I think Urban Meyer more than anyone. I don't know what the hell they're doing over there. He's making the best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck looked like trash through two games. Uh, he's misusing James Robinson. He at least got more touches than Hyde this week. Um, but in a game, they weren't getting killed for most of it. He only got 11 carries, which he turned into four point, you know, plus four, uh, four point yards a carry. Um, but he didn't get that much usage. And and Shark went one for 19. Chenault went two for minus three. The only guy who's doing anything on that roster is Marvin Jones. Apparently, he's been around the league long enough. He can uh, he can withstand the uh, Urban Meyer stink and, and still produce. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it just looks ridiculous out there what, what, what they're doing. I, they played two decent defenses these first two games. Um, but it's still it's still really bad. And I. I I have worried for any any Jags on my team. And I, I've been a bit – people have called me a James Robinson truther. I don't know if I feel I'm that strong towards him. But I was definitely a supporter. And I, I thought, you know, he he produced a top-five season on a 1-15 in 15 team last year. And I figured, you know, it couldn't get worse. But little did I know Urban Meyer was laying in the weeds to make it worse. Yeah, and it's funny because I, I was on the opposite end of the spectrum when it comes to James Robinson. And it's not – it wasn't a talent-based argument. It was just a – We've seen undrafted free agents come into the league. They have the one year and coaching staff for some reason just can't accept that everybody made a mistake and they bring more guys to come in. And people were like, well, Carlos Hyde isn't the guy. And I'm like, well, yeah, everybody knows Carlos Hyde isn't the guy. And then it was Travis Etienne. And then everyone was like, oh, man, that sucks. Unfortunately, Etienne gets injured. And then I was like, well, okay, now it's James Robinson. (laughs) The only other help... I'll put that in quotes, was Carlos Hyde. He, he's just going to do what he did last year because at this point there's no one in the way to stop him. Again, I was, I'm in the same boat as you, Rocky. I didn't think, you know, Urban Meyer was, was out there just trying to snap, snipe his own players. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I have a hot take that's probably not really a hot take. It's probably more of a warm take. I don't think Urban Meyer is the coach of the Jags in 2022. Nope. I I think he. I'm not sure he's the coach of the Jags at the end of 2021. <laughs> like I, in game I think, 17, I don't know if he's still the coach of the Jags. I I think he has realized that the NFL game is not the college game, just with better players. You know, he, you know, and actually, I, Pat McAfee talks about this about how college coaches go to the NFL and they're so used to bossing around 18 to 20 year old kids. And then they go to the NFL where your starting quarterback is making $18 million a year. Your starting left tackle is making $15 million a year. You have a defensive end that's making $20 million a year. You can't yell at them and tell them what to do because they have leverage. <laughs> the, the, the ownership will kick you out before they kick them out because they don't want to pay a whole lot of money for no results. And I think Urban Meyer is starting to figure that out, and I don't think he likes it. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if he's having low-key talks with uh, the board of directors at USC about that job and possibly starting that job in 2022 where he can go back to doing what he does, yelling at kids, recruiting, and making champion college championship teams because whatever he's got going on in the NFL, it just ain't working. But I, I love your bad. Um, Drew, what's your bad here? I went all quarterbacks this week, so uh, I went to our boy Jameis, who uh, had a hell of a week last week, and then uh, I, I guess 
I hope the truth is somewhere between last week and this week for him if he's going to start the whole year here. But uh, that was a tough line, 50% completion rate, 111 yards, no touchdowns and two INTs. His ratio for the season is still healthy, but, uh, yeah, that was, that was tough to watch after what they did to the Packers last week. A, a team that went from looking like a top three offense in the league to a team that looked like the Jacksonville Jaguars on offense in a week. I mean, what the hell? <laughs> That's all I can say is what the hell? But Yeah, yeah I mean, even in week one, I mean, he, he threw the five touchdowns, which made him look great, but he only went 14 for 20 right. for 148 yards. I think a lot of that was set up by short fields because uh, the Packers were turning it over. Yep. So I, I, I'm worried, and I had such high hopes for Jameis coming into this year, and I'm, I'm worried now, like, Facing New England and Bill Belichick, are we going to see Taysom Hill by week four? <laughs> yeah, I mean. Very possible. We we saw what Bill Belichick did to Zach Wilson, who, you know, a lot of people are high on. They, they watched preseason. They even watched week one where he looked decent. And Bill Belichick just, just took him to school. And I have a feeling that if Sean Payton and Jameis don't get on the same page, man, it's, it's going to be a repeat where – you see the Jameis of old who he might throw for 300 yards, but he might also throw three or four touchdowns or three or four interceptions, excuse me. And you're just like, what happened here? But uh, I love your, your bad for Jameis. Um, so I switched it up. I went wide receiver for my bad. Allen Robinson, two for 24 and a touchdown. And that, that touchdown is the only thing that saved him from being ugly because Man, uh, if you would have told me, hey, uh, the Bears wide receiver one in uh, the first two weeks of 2021 is going to be Darnell Mooney, I would say, hey, I love Darnell Mooney as much as the next guy, but I'm not going to go there yet. But that is exactly what's happened. It has turned into the Darnell Mooney show and Allen Robinson is just kind of, you know, running around, waving his hands and, and not getting anything. We'll see what happens. Justin Fields is supposed to start in week three for them. So we'll see if maybe that is the key to unlock Allen Robinson. Cause I mean, Andy Dalton's not the key to unlock anything. So um, yeah, we're going to, we're going to check that out and see what happens, but I'll slide right into my ugly. Uh, and I did stay on the wide receiver track for my ugly AJ Brown three for 43. And it's like, okay, they only threw the ball to him four times. That's on nine targets. He had at least three just flat-out drops. I mean, listen, I'm I'm hoping it's just a one-week blip and we just move on, and next week he, you know, he goes seven for 110 in a touchdown, and we, we just laugh about week two. Oh, it was so funny, but there's a lot of people who, you know, have been putting AJ Brown out there and you know, it's been, it's been a little hurt for the first two weeks of the season. So um, we'll see what happens, but um, Drew, why don't we hit your, your ugly, who was ugly this week in uh, fantasy? Hurts to say it. I, I like the guy a lot and I hope he's, uh, I hope he picks it up here, but um, Joe Burrow, 19 to 30, 200 yards, two touchdowns. Ugly pick six, and was especially ugly was the, the tackle attempt at the end. I appreciate the effort. I appreciate wanting to lay it all out there for your team, but uh, sometimes you got to make a business decision. At least and, he didn't uh, hurt his shoulder like Baker yeah. did trying to <laughs> oh, yeah. tackle an interception. 
So, uh, yeah, uh, I feel for the guy. I didn't watch uh, much of the game, so I don't know if a lot of that was a result of the, the O-line just letting pressure get to him or what the deal was there. But, um, yeah, hopefully that was just an anomaly for the season. He gets back on track next week. Yeah, I love Burrow so much. So that was that was that was hard to watch. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, Rocky, why don't you hit us with your ugly? Okay, so my ugly is a little little different here. I, I I had to get a little particularly Petrella with it. Um, hashtag particularly Petrella. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's the, uh, the the QB top twelve, uh, at least to other people. To me, it's kind of beautiful because if you look <laughs> at it, you know, if we look at the top twelve, you got you know Tom Brady in there, who everybody knows is good, but you could draft super late. Yep, Daniel Jones. Number four, this is, by the way, it's, it can vary upon your scoring. I'm using actually the timeline league scoring, which is pretty standard. It's four yeah. points, minus two for interceptions, that kind of thing. But you also got uh, Derek Carr in the top ten, Jared Goff in the top ten, our boy Kirk Cousins at number ten. We love you. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater at 11, Matthew Stafford at 12. And if we, we can even go beyond 12, you got Tyrod Taylor uh, at 13 and Matthew Stafford at 14. So that was like eight guys, I think, I think seven or eight guys I just named there that nobody was drafting early. And I know it's only two weeks, but I, I just love to see it as a guy who likes to draft quarterbacks. Like, I look, none of those guys in um, – they don't have the super flex ADP up for September yet, but it, I just looked in the positional QB startup uh, uh, ADP for DLF, and none of those guys is going above QB 16. And they're all in the top 14 in scoring. So, again, I know it's not going to hold up this way. You know, Josh Allen is not in there. I'm sure he will be. Aaron Rodgers is not because of his week one. Herbert is not. But but I just love seeing all the low-end, you know, quote-unquote low-end quarterbacks that, that nobody wants to draft uh, producing uh, early on here. It's it's beautiful for me to see, but maybe ugly for others. Well, and it's funny because we're, we're all in Superflex Army 2 together. And – if you looked at my, my QB room before the season, it was uh, Sam Darnold and Daniel Jones as the top two guys. <laughs> and I'm sitting pretty right now. Right, Sam yeah. And, and Daniel Jones, it's like, hey, listen, the names might not make you fall over, but their play is quite all right for what I have going on. So, yeah, I mean, it, it has been crazy. I mean, you know, you have guys like, like Dak, who had the amazing week one, but then, you know, the low scoring week two. I mean, a lot of those top guys, you know, uh, Lamar has kind of been like, uh, you know, a little bit and up and down. So it's, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. And, hey, whenever you can keep that hashtag trending, I'm, <laughs> I'm all about it. Before we go into the timeline, though, we got an interesting question. And since we got some smart people here, we're going we're gonna to take it. This is from Flick did 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 did. <laughs> David Montgomery, Kyle Pitts, and Stefan Diggs for Juju, Jamar Chase, Dalvin Cook, and Jared Cook. Oh, two cooks. All right. So I want to do the math in my head real quick. Yeah, there's a lot going on in that trade. <laughs> there, there, there's some pieces moving. Okay. I think I know what side I'm on. Um, I don't know if you want me to start or someone else wants to start. Uh, you can start while I process it. Unless okay. Drew wants to. <laughs> So just looking at this, um, I like just about everybody in the trade except for Jared Cook, who's been actually really good this season so far. So I can't totally hate on Jared Cook. But I think I'm going with the 
Jamar, Chase, Dalvin Cook side of this. Um, I love Jamar. Jamar was my number one non-quarterback um, coming out of this class. So I loved I loved him more than Najee, loved him more than, you know, everybody else that pretty much wasn't a quarterback. So um, you can give me that. Dalvin Cook, yes, I know he's questionable, but it sounds like uh, the coaching staff there is just going to run him till the wheels fall off. So you got him for maybe another week or two, hopefully longer. But um, he's elite. He's, uh, you know, RB2 in my book. Um, and Juju, he might he might blow up if this Deontay thing hangs for a while. You know, if it's if it's a bad injury and he misses three, four, six weeks. Don't don't you jinx him. L- don't listen, you jinx him, Josh. <laughs> just like I got Hawk everywhere, I got a whole lot of Deontay too. This this is the Deontay podcast. So trust me, I don't oh, want boy. that evil on him, but I, I have to, I can't get my hopes up. I have to just I have to be even keeled about this. So Juju could be a nice little addition. Um, I mean, I, I, I like I like David Montgomery. I think he I think he's going to blow up this year. Um, but Kyle Pitts, I feel like Kyle Pitts is going to be that guy that for year one he'll be fine, but he's not going to be that guy that you know maybe next year or the year after I think he's going to be. And then Stephon Diggs, you know, I think he'll be fine, but this Josh Allen thing could start worrying people. So. Yeah, uh, give me give me the Chase and Cook side. Uh, what about uh, Drew? What about you, man? Oh, this is tough. Uh, I'm definitely a Juju fan. I love Jamar Chase. Um, I, I like Dalvin Cook as long as I have uh, some options behind him. Uh, if I'm just uh, top heavy at running back, that scares me a little bit. And, uh, and Jared Cook, yeah, I mean he could he could continue to surprise folks this year. Uh, some of this depends on settings, uh, how many you have to start. But, um, yeah, I, I probably like that group of four players. Hope that Jared Cook is serviceable. I see here in the, in the notes that Higby's also available, which is, is a fine pickup as well. Um, and then, yeah, I'd, I'd probably look to see what can I turn maybe Dalvin into, uh, depending on what I need at running back as well. So I, I would probably take the value on, on that side of it. All right, Rocky. I keep looking at this and going back and forth and I can't decide. Um, I think, I think you guys have talked me into that. I was initially leaning the Montgomery Pitts dig side. I mean, I think Pitts might have the most value of any of these seven players. And by the time 2022 rolls around in the least in tight end premium leagues, um, I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm starting to become a believer in David Montgomery. I know he didn't have a great week uh, in week two, but, but he produced well in week one versus a tough Rams defense. Um, and Tariq isn't going to be there until at least week seven or so. Um, so he can even command some passing work. And, and Diggs is just fantastic. I know he hasn't gotten off to the quickest start either, um, probably mostly because Josh Allen hasn't gotten off to the best start. But, I, yeah, I just think the other side, Jamar Chase is already looks like he's going to be a points producer year one. His value's going to shoot through the roof, and he's going to score for you. I mean, if he keeps producing the way he's producing, he he's going to be minimum top five wide receiver in this offseason, just value-wise. Forget about points-wise. Uh, Juju is extremely underrated at all times, in PPR anyway. 
and, and I kind of hope he gets off that team so he can be used better instead of catching like three yard slants every down or whatever. But <laughs> uh, and Dalvin Dalvin's going to score for you this year, and Jared Cook's serviceable. So I think I lean that side. Uh, but it is really tough. I, I I really like both sides, but I, I think because of Jamar and because you're getting those two young receivers, even though receivers are deep position, you're getting one that's going to be top five and one that's going to be a solid wide receiver too for years. And Devin Cook could help you win a league this year, as could Chase. So yeah, I think I got to go there, even though I love the Pitts Diggs aspect of the other side. Absolutely. So we went three for three. Uh, so flicked. I hope that helps. Uh, but now we're going to do what we uh, what we do here. We're going to get into what we saw on the timeline. And this first question here is from Two Utah at Steve Sanders six hundred twelve team Superflex Dynasty PPR tight end premium. Which side? Now I I want to preface this by saying that this was tweeted before the week two game happened. So just. So you kind of, you know, get some a little bit of context behind it. So um, Ayuk, Brandon Ayuk and Trey Sermon or Javante Williams. So uh, Bill's favorite player in the league. I wish he was here, Trey Sermon. <laughs> um, and Brandon Ayuk, who, I mean, have, un- I mean, Brandon Ayuk has underperformed. Um, you know, Trey Sermon, there was the week one inactive and everyone has a theory about why he was inactive. I just think he was inactive because Kyle Shanahan didn't think he needed to be on, on the 53 man roster. But, um, and then week two, uh, he gets one carry and he gets hurt, but rock, I'm sure you're watching that game. Cause your, your Eagles were playing. He didn't get that carry to the fourth quarter, right? No, right. Yeah, no. He, okay. Yeah, it was late. I want to make was, sure I was right they, about they that. They even had mentioned that on the broadcast that he hadn't been in the game. It was Elijah Mitchell the entire game with a little bit of hasty mixed in here and there until until that carry where he gets concussed. I think, it was, yeah, that was his only touch of the game. Well, uh, I think the, both of those guys had gotten hurt. Right. And then – um, then Trey Sermon came out and he got hurt. And then I think they put Mitchell back, back in because in, yeah. I don't think they had it. Oh no, Trenton Cannon came in for a little bit. I forgot yeah, about good old Trenton Cannon. Uh, how could I forget about him? <laughs> um, and then they saw Trent, Trent Cannon run once or twice, and they were like, all right, Elijah, I know you're hurt, but we, we, we got to get back in. So, but By the way, you do not want – if you're an NFL team, you do not want Trenton Cannon on your roster since he came from the, the Ravens who's – Roster was totally destroyed of running backs before he came to the 49ers. So. It's all Trent Cannon's fault. We, we are gonna we are gonna be we are going to be uh on alert if Trent Cannon gets cut by the 49ers. He better not end up on the Cowboys. That's all I know. You stay, you stay away from my team, don't do it. But um, all right, Drew, why don't you start us off, man? Uh, which side of this deal do you like? Uh, this was the same before and after week two for me. Uh, Javante was my number two running back coming out of the draft. Um, I, I may even like him l- better long-term than I do Najib. Uh, so for me, uh, it's pretty easy. I like Javante here. Um, I think Ayuk is uh, he's exciting, and some of the highlights from last year were definitely promising coming into this year. Uh, I also would, would rather you know change up some of my teams. I don't know that I want both Ayuk and Sermon on the same roster if I can help it, but – Javante's uh, anywhere I can get him, uh, I will take him. See, I, I knew I liked uh, I liked True. Javante was also my number two guy, uh, you know, pre-draft and then post-draft. And 
I agree. I wish I could disagree, so it would make, be more interesting. But I also agree with Drew. It's uh, it's Javante for me, and it would have been even uh, before week two. But it, the, the fact that the two of them still didn't do anything um, it makes it even easier. And like you said, it's not. Like, I know Sermon got the concussion, but it's not like they were even trying to use him before that. Right. So, Ayuk, uh, I've talked about it on Trade Addicts with Russ. Both of us have been down on him all off season compared to the community. Uh, a lot of his production, as many people have stated, is it was with uh, either Debo or Kittle or both out. Uh, I'm not saying he's not a good receiver, but uh, we've seen Debo producing these first couple weeks. I don't think he's going to take a second, uh, you know, play second fiddle to Ayuk at any point this season. And Kittle still hasn't produced yet either. So wh- where's Ayuk getting his from? I mean, those two, I think, are going to be higher in the pecking order because – they, you know, Kittle is Kittle, <clears throat> excuse me, and Debo already started showing it this year. So, and I've never liked Sermon as much as everybody else either. So, uh, that makes it really easy for me. So, Javante before, Javante after. All right. Well, this this is going to end up being real boring because we're going to make <laughs> it three for three. And I would have done this trade before the season started, before I knew that Trey Sermon was going to be an inactive, before I knew that Brandon Ayuk was going to be a nothing. Uh, so far through the first two weeks of the season. Uh, Rocky, the reason why uh, you and I and uh, Russ and I get along so well is because we think very similarly about a lot of things. I was not all in on Brandon Ayuk. Uh, There were plenty of people who gave me a million reasons about why I was wrong about Brandon Ayuk, and I brought up the same thing. You You never saw a game where Brandon Ayuk blew up where Devo and George Kittle were playing. You didn't, you didn't see it. It didn't happen. And listen, when you are the one guy on a team, yeah, you can get targets. You can get yards. You can get touchdowns. I mean, we were saying this about Marvin Jones last year. Well, Kenny Galladay is gone, and there's not really anyone else, and that's why he's doing all that. Now, I also argued that Marvin Jones is actually good at football. But, you know, if you're the only guy left on a team, I mean – Think about C.D. Lamb for this week. If Amari Cooper can't play because of his ribs, there's no Gallup. There's no Cooper. I mean, C.D. Lamb might get like 48 targets in that game because, you know, who else is left? Maybe you throw a couple passes to the running backs. Maybe you split up 10 to the tight ends. And what's left? C.D. Lamb. So, I mean, we see this happen all the time, and I feel like that was Brandon Ayuk's situation. And – all three of them have been healthy so far. And, you know, some people have been like, yeah, he had a hamstring thing or whatever. But, I mean, he's out on the field. He's running routes, and he's not getting the ball. So, I mean, that just kind of shows me. But, yeah, we're going three for three. It's um, it's Javante for us. It, but I, I put this up here because it was like a 51-49 split. So, obviously – if you have these two guys, I would throw them at somebody for Javante and see what happens because maybe it's the two for one. Maybe people are saying, well, I get two of these guys, and if one of them gets back to form, like I'll be okay. But, I mean, usually when you are doing those two for ones, the one guy is the best guy in the deal, and there's a reason why you're giving up two players to get that one guy. So, um so, yeah, we went three for three, even though um, we are in the very slim majority in that 51%. So, 
Um, before I hit the next one, though, we got another question here from Timothy Chan. Should I trade away Mike Evans, Miles Sanders, and Allen Robinson for Rondell Moore? I think oh, Rondell and, Moore, yeah. and Rondell Moore, excuse me, for Austin Eckler, Josh Allen, I'm going to assume, and yeah. Jamar Chase. Yeah, is that Keenan or Josh? I think we need to know. Oh, yeah, Keenan. How did I forget about Keenan Allen? I love him. Um, well, well, since I don't see any other quarterbacks, we'll make the assumption that it's Keenan. Yeah. Timothy, if you're still hanging out, um, let us know. But um, – on the assumption that it is Keenan Allen, let's see here. We got to do the quick math, which always, <laughs> which always makes for good podcasting. Lots of silence, especially I mean, on a live fantastic. show. I'll jump out there real quick, and I'll take the front end of this one. I'll take Evan Sanders, A-Rob, and Rondell. Okay, good, because we can argue this now. So that works out. Um, <laughs> because I think I would take Eckler – Keenan Allen and Jamar Chase, just because there are a lot of question marks on that other side. Um, in my opinion, uh, Mike Evans is playing the Bucks wide receiver roulette. Uh, you never know which week you are going to catch um, catch a zero because um, Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin and the reemergence of Rob Gronkowski. Yeah. Um, will leave him scoring like three points and tanking your week. Miles Sanders, I'm like so unsure of because they beat up Atlanta in week one and he was a bona fide stud in that game. And then in a defensive struggle, it was kind of like, meh. Um, Allen Robinson, like I said earlier, hopefully um, – Justin Fields is the guy to unlock him because so far he has been kept under lock and key. Rondell Moore, man, that explosion. And I think that's just the start of things to come. I don't think that was a one week, oh, he got lucky and he got open. I think you're going to see a lot more weeks like that from Rondell. But I think Eckler, Keenan Allen, and Jamar Chase are just going to be more consistent big point scorers. So that's why I picked that time. So, Rocky, you get to – Break the tie. I I will break the tie, and I am going to go with Josh on this one. Uh, I, I don't I don't love having two guys on the same team like that, Eckler and Allen. Um, but I think both can score big this year, so I'm, I'm not too worried about. It, especially because they've they both gotten off to pretty good starts. Uh, you know, both of them had uh, iffy weeks one week, and I think pretty good the other week. But but Herbert hasn't even really gotten going yet either. Uh, they've had some struggles in the red zone that I don't think they'll, they'll keep up all year. And, and I think Eckler especially can be a big difference maker this year. He's he's going to get that passing work. Everybody freaked out when he had, like, I think it was zero targets. Week zero one. targets. Yeah. And he ended up, I don't know how many targets he had, but I know he had nine catches in week two. So uh, we saw that, that that wasn't something that's that's built into the offense. And, and Keenan's going to get a ton of catches. But I think Eckler especially, and he's also getting um, work inside the five. The, the first uh, week one, he – he scored uh, a, a touchdown from inside the five at rushing. And uh, I was listening to a late round uh, podcast and, and JJ mentioned they didn't have any uh, inside the five carries, but they did have a two point conversion in week two, which Eckler got the carry and scored on. So uh, they seem to be using him in, in a goal line situations. And if he's getting that on top of 
the passing work that we all expect him to when he did in week two. He's, uh, he top, you know, top five, top three is not out of the question. I think, you know, CMC light could, he could be, he's not going to get as many, as many rushes, but he's going to get just as much work in the passing game. So, and, and of course, Chase is great too. And like you said, on the other side, there, every single guy you can bring up questions for Rondale Moore is a rookie. Uh, Evans has Godwin and AB and Gronk to compete with. Uh, Sanders with the Eagles offense, what's that going to be? And um, Allen Robinson with the issues. So, um, so yeah, I- I'm with you, Josh. But now that I know that uh, Drew likes Mike Evans, I-, I have him in Superflex Army too. So I'll be sending <laughs> you a trade offer tonight. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what I can get back for uh, Mike Evans. <laughs> but uh, but Good here's luck. another one from uh, Ridley Truther, and I know that. Uh, that makes my uh, my trade addicts pod brethren very happy here because uh, they were the original uh, Calvin Ridley truthers. Hey boys, good to have you back. What do you think, Tracy H for twenty twenty three first? The the trading team is rebuilding, and Christian Kirk. Kind of want to get any first that I can while I can for Ceh. So. Uh, this is easy for me. Yes, if anyone is offering you a first-round pick uh, for CEH, do that because I thought he was a value this year in startups. I thought that people were way too low on CEH, and after these first two weeks, I am starting to believe I was wrong in that situation. They just are not using him the way that I think he should be used. But the problem is, is that the Chiefs are so good, they're going to win a bunch of games. There's no reason for them to change their game plan. So I think this is pretty much what you're going to see from CEH. And if you can get a 2023 first for, what, a low-end RB2 at, at the at the best? Yeah, do that. I mean, if you're getting – I mean, you're getting Christian Kirk, he's whatever, that first – uh, that's what, yeah, I would be grabbing that first. What do you guys think? I, I have more faith in, in your opinion than you do, Josh, because I, 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 I do think he was a value, and I think people are overreacting now. And it's funny, too, because they overreacted the other way a year ago yeah. <laughs> after week one and prior to week one when he got drafted by the Chiefs. But I just think – I still think he can – I don't think he's ever going to be like – like I was just saying about Eckler, top five, average, even – as a pass catcher of a top five RB season, because because you still, because Mahomes doesn't like to throw to the court, the running back, and mm-hmm. uh, I still think though he, I mean, he produced as a, a low end RB one before he got hurt last year, and I still don't think that's out of the question, or at least high end too. Uh, I mean, it is a rebuild, so I can see moving him, uh, and I don't hate getting the twenty twenty three first, um, but I still think you're selling him low, and I think I think he's going to have some boom games. I think he's going to improve from this. Uh, I, my only worry is they did put Darrell Williams in for, for a goal line carry. Darrell Williams had two carries for negative three yards and had a touchdown. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just – that's the only thing. But I think he will get some touchdowns too. Uh, we'll have to see how that part goes because that was, you know, right from the beginning last year he had those six carries, I think it was, in, in week one in 2020 and didn't score in any of them, and then they barely gave him any goal line carries. So I guess if he's not going to get any of them, it might not turn around as much as I hope. But uh, he, like I said, he still did it last year through 12 games or so before he sustained the injury. I just don't want to sell him at this point. 
Uh, it's not a horrible return given where his value is, but basically most people are thinking he's dead at this point. So uh, I'd rather wait and have him rebound and then maybe sell him uh, if, if you want to get out. But I'm even fi- I'm personally, I, I don't mind buying actually. I think he think he's going to produce more than people think based off these first two games. Cause the first two games have been awful. So would you buy for a 2023 first? I would. I, I would for a single first, even 2023, the amazing class that's coming up in two years. <laughs> uh, I, I would buy for a single first. I, I might have to go and send out some offers, see if I can get any of those done. Uh, because, yeah, I think a first is, is fairly cheap. He's also been getting like 80% of the running back touches uh, overall. Yep. So he's getting volume. I think eventually in that offense, it's going to translate again. Not not that he's going to be, you know, Dalvin Cook or something, but but he can he can still be uh, an RB one for you I think uh, despite these bad first two games. All right, so Drew, now you get to break the tie. Um, <laughs> are you going with Ch? Are you going with a twenty three first and Christian Kirk? Uh, if I have him, uh, I am most likely willing to take the the twenty three first for him. And Kirk is a nice bonus. Uh, good luck figuring out which week to start him, but. <laughs> Ultimately, I'll uh, I would take that, especially if I'm rebuilding. Um, and yeah, it's, it's always fun to think about the opposite side. I've got a league where I'm I'm looking for running backs a little bit, and I'm trying to think would I would I give a 23 first and get Ch back? Uh, that's tough. I feel like that's that's closer than maybe I gave it credit for to start. But I feel like this this question here, I would definitely I'd move Ceh to another team to get that first, and then who knows what you can do with Christian Kirk as well. Maybe find somebody that has a Landry and MT and a couple other guys that are hurt and they just need another another wide receiver week seven or something like that. But uh, I, I'm fine moving him for that. And I, I think that's that's where I'd land. Nice. I like it. And we, we got one here from our from our brother Justin at run DFF. CH is officially a poor man's Dobbin. So there you go. Uh Ridley Truther, if you uh if you want another expert's opinion on it, uh CH is a uh, is officially a poor man's Dobbin. Except maybe he's a rich man's Dobbins because he's actually playing right now while uh, while JK is uh, rehabbing from an ACL tear. So and, and I, I think I'm far in the minority on this. So I think I got to throw out some 22 or 23 first for CEH and see if I can get him. All right. So I'm hoping that on next Monday's episode of the uh, Trade Addicts <laughs> podcast, I hear about all of your CEH deals because uh, because I will definitely be uh, very interested in that. But all right, let's move on to the next tweet here from the Dynasty Trades guy at Dynasty Trader 2. Uh, Which would you rather? This is a 12-team, 1QB Dynasty League, a late 2022 first. You know that. Um, Or Damian Harris. Um, And I put this up for a specific reason as well. Um, But Drew, why don't you start us off? Do you want that? that late first, so to speak, or do you want Damian Harris? Uh, the easy answer is what are you trying to do this year? If I want points, I want Damian Harris. It seems like he's getting some significant work. Um, I've got him stashed away in a couple of places. It's been nice to be able to use him with some of the injuries this year. Uh, I don't do a lot of one QB, so I know that that kind of gets diluted a little bit compared to what we get in Superflex. Um, so I, I would probably – take Damian Harris and take the points now if I can. And then, uh, yeah, see where, where that pick ends up. Like you said, though, if you're treating everything as a late, 
if I'm getting a, the the pick, I'm always assuming it's later than it is, just to make sure I'm getting the you know the worst case scenario. If I'm the one with the pick, I'm I'm assuming it's earlier than I I hope it is. So that way I'm not uh you know mismatching my expectations with the reality in in a couple of months. But uh, I think in most cases I'm looking to try to make a push now. I'd rather have the points now if I can. All right, Rocky, what about you? I, I agree with you that in that I'm usually trying to get the points now, but I think I would trade uh, to Harris for the first. Uh, just I, I'm not a huge Harris believer. Um, we actually, me and Jerry, I believe, actually have him in timeline. So if anyone wants to throw a first at us, we'll see what Jerry thinks. But, uh, <laughs> but, but like, knock on your door. <laughs> but like our team there, I think if you have Harris, he's probably your at most your RB three. Uh, I think he's our RB four. So I, I would be willing to to take that first and maybe see if I can uh, pack either send that first for something I like better than Damian Harris or package it with something else to to upgrade uh, elsewhere. But I'm just not a huge Damian Harris believer. He's 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 nice and and he's not a bad player, but uh, he, I don't see that Patriots backfield uh, or team scoring a lot of touchdowns. Uh, maybe mid middle of the pack at best in terms of scoring and he's not going to get almost any of the receiving work. So, I, I mean, what do you, he's what, maybe a nice little middling RB two I, I, is probably a ceiling. So uh, I'll take a first for that and, and hope to get something better next year. Use as a trade chip to get something I like better than Damian Harris. All right. So, so another tiebreaker. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, um, I get to agree or disagree with somebody now. I'm going with Damian Harris here. Um, listen, one QB leagues, we know what these late firsts end up being. It's usually, you know, you're going with your, you know, we talked about them earlier, your Trey Sermons of the world, the guys that should be early to mid seconds in those super flex leagues that you're kind of, uh, maybe, maybe not. They might be good. They might. And those are the guys that usually get pushed up because obviously quarterbacks, they take a dip in, in that format. So yeah, I don't want a guy that I know is scoring points now and trade him for a guy that I'm probably going to be questioning come draft time. Now, obviously uh, we're all pretty big traders here. So it's one of those things where we probably would end up moving that pick for something else or packaging it with something else in order to, uh, in order to, you know, maybe get a better piece because I mean, I personally would not, uh, would not want to keep that low first if I could avoid it. But yeah, I mean, I'm definitely 100% in the uh in the uh in the Harris court. Uh Drew, anything anything else you want to uh No, I I don't know what you what you said or how you said it, but you offended our guest here, so uh, uh, I, I can change yeah, my he, mind if it'll bring him back. He he ran out on us. He <laughs> he said forget you guys. Uh you don't like my players and I don't like you and I get it. I mean, I have that effect on people. But I do want to say this right here. Um in in the OG league since it's pretty um it's pretty standard scoring. Damian Harris is 
RB19. So he's like a he's like a low end um he's a low end RB2 which I mean listen like Rocky said earlier if he's your um if he's your RB3 or even your RB4 you're making out in the deal because you're getting an you're getting an RB2 that you're putting into a flex spot or is you know the ninth guy that you're starting in a start 11 because you're so stacked at that running back position so you know Clyde Edwards Alaire um just to uh you know is 46 right now through two weeks so I mean Damian Harris is better I'm just saying <laughs> but uh you know, oh, he came back. He heard that he heard we were disparaging his man. <laughs> the so, good name of Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Yeah, disparaging <laughs> the good name of Clyde Edwards. I was just saying that uh in the OG league, uh Damian Harris is nineteen and CEH is forty six in points so far through two weeks. So um Yes, that's 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 two weeks. it's like we uh it's like we always say you know after week one if your uh if your take was right you know exactly i'll take the victory lap on hawk after two weeks but that's right with ch it's only two weeks right it's only two weeks we have the rest (laughs) of the season to make this work out so um but uh that's a good one and and honestly, Rocky's in the majority. Uh, 62% went with uh, that late first, and only 38% went with the uh, with the Damian Harris side. I mean, listen, sometimes 68% of people or 62% of people are wrong. I mean, that's what it is. But, you know, so we'll move on to the next one here. This is from Anthony at FF Anthony 2 uh, 2QB League, should I trade away Lamar and Najee? For CMC and Matt Ryan, uh, his other QB is Brady, and I guess his top running back is uh, King Henry. So uh, let's go through this. Personally, I'm I'm on that Lamar and Najee side. I mean, we talk we talk about this all the all the time. The running quarterback is the Konami code, like. We, you know, people, the big thing coming out of this week was that uh, Jalen Hurts didn't throw a touchdown pass, but he had 20 yard, or he had 22 points because of the running. So, I mean, those guys, those running quarterbacks are always, always have you in a game, no matter if you're down by 10 or you're down by 30, you know, and Najee, yeah, that that offensive line is really making any production he might have look scary. But you know, I just I can't trade for Matt Ryan right now. <laughs> I mean, I can't do it. I mean, it, it, it and I don't think it's a hundred percent him. I do think some of it is on him, but that offensive line is scary bad, scary bad, and. I mean, he may not make it to week six. Like, that's just the facts. They're not good. And, you know, um, yeah, that's all I can say about Matt Ryan. So give me Lamar. Give me Najee. 
I know CMC is uh, is the GOAT, but uh, I got to take that side in this deal, especially in a 2QB league. Um, what do you think, Drew? Yeah, CMC is about the only guy that would make me think about this this move here. But you got Lamar, who's averaging 100 yards rushing each week. If you can put together a little bit of the passing, which uh, it was so good this week to see him come from behind and beat a team like the Chiefs, where uh, it seems like that's just been so such a, a hurdle to get over. Hopefully that unlocks something for him. Um, yeah, I, it, it's close, I think, but uh, I would much rather have uh, Lamar and Brady and Henry. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I would stick with Lamar and, and Najee. And, you know, I think everybody drafted Najee as if he was going to be a difference maker this year. So be patient. It's only week two. Uh, so what they make of it. I think we have an episode title, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, for, before I answer, I just wanted to shout out Ridley Truther in the chat who says he's loving my, my Eagles hat. I also wanted to show him here. I got I got the Earth's Earth jersey on too. So yeah, <laughs> but he's apparently he said South Philly, born and raised. So uh, I just had to to give him a shout out for that. But uh, I, I'm actually with you guys, and I'm on the quarterback side with the uh, Lamar. But it's also because I love Najee too. Like like Drew said, uh, it's only two games. <laughs> uh, episode title uh, <laughs> only week two. Whatever we're using. And uh, I, I just think Najee is, is going to be better than he has been in these first two games. Um, and Lamar, Lamar you know, CMC is a cheat code, but I mean, Lamar is a cheat code too. So uh, it, maybe it was a different quarterback than Lamar or a different quarterback than Matt Ryan, who I agree has looked like trash pretty much. Even last week, he I mean, he had a half-decent fantasy day, but threw three interceptions, including two pick sixes. Uh, I just, yeah, I, I can't. Even for CMC, I mean, I guess I said I expect I still think Najee is another guy who can be in that RB low end RB one range. I mean, we saw Taylor. I, mean, I know Taylor was getting carries taken away, but even just running the ball, we saw him get off to a slow start last year. There were issues like hitting the holes properly and all that kind of stuff, and and he even had a better line to deal with than Najee does. So I think Najee will figure it out. Um, he'll be better than he has been. He'll figure out how to deal with his O line. Uh, they'll get him more involved in the passing game, so that that helps make up for a lot of it too. Uh, uh, the, the fact that you're losing CMC and and like Drew said, I mean you still have Brady, Lamar, uh, not uh, Najee and Henry on this team, so I, I'm fine with that. And I, as much as I love having Christian McCaffrey, uh, I'll take the Lamar side. So we went three for three there. So I I and I think Rocky, you nailed it on the head. Um, the disparity between Lamar and Matt Ryan is really what tilts it in that favor, especially mm-hmm. in a two QB. Um, if we, you know, if we were talking about somebody, you know, a quarterback either closer to Matt Ryan or on the flip side, you know, closer to Lamar, uh, maybe we would think this through a little bit more. But I mean, CMC can cover up a lot of sins, but I don't even know if he can cover up Matt Ryan. So, um, that that's what that's what makes it tough. But yeah, I mean, even uh, if it was another low end quarterback, like like a even a maybe even like a Daniel Jones who's gotten off to a good start right. and has running ability himself. I mean, I, I still don't love Daniel Jones, but that that would make me think more about it than it. I just I have a couple shares of Matt Ryan as as the guy who you know gets those older guys, and uh, I I am not loving it right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> but. 
in your defense, you have a lot of uh, Tom Brady, I'm sure, which you've been. And Kirk Cousins. And Kirk Cousins. <laughs> you got to have. I got him in SFB, and I just chef kiss every week when people yeah. are like, I, I'm like, listen, Kirk Cousins is always going to be on the positive side of that 66% completion. And the offense has actually been running real well in Minnesota so far this year. Uh, I know Adam Thielen had a couple touchdown catches in week one. You know, they're they're doing their thing. So, yeah, Kirk Cousins will be universally hated by everyone till, till the day he retires. And I will universally just be picking him up every chance I get because, uh, let's face it, I love him. So, um, but here we go. We're going to go from uh, one quarterback to another here. Uh, Jesse Moeller at Jesse Moeller 05. If you have Justin Fields, are you starting him this week? On rosters, I have him. I'm starting him unless I have a top-tier QB. That Konami code is tantalizing. So um, I know Drew uh, loves Justin Fields almost as much as I do. Um, So you have a lot of shares. I have shares. Drew, what are we doing with him? You love him. Are we starting him? Is he our QB2 in Superflex? Are we hesitant because Matt Nagy? What are we doing here, Drew? You're muted. No, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I got so excited I couldn't even... Couldn't even unmute myself. Uh, <laughs> uh, talent wins, man. Uh, we drafted him for a reason. Uh, I, I held desperately to the 102 in as many rookie drafts as I could uh, to make sure I had a shot at him. And uh, yeah, especially if he's my QB too. Um, and if he, if I'm on a roster where you know I had the 102 for a reason, like I sucked last year, then what else do I have to lose? Uh, if he's terrible and he doesn't help my team win this year, then I get a better pick next year to put with him. So. Uh, 100% starting him uh, wherever I have him, unless I have uh, – I don't even know if I have the scenario. I don't think I do. Um, if I've got a scenario where I've got, like, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes ahead of him. But even then, until Josh Allen comes on, why not roll the dice, you know? That's love. Now I got a question for you. What was that? I, I, we test you every now and again just to make sure you're true fantasy timeline host, co-host material here. You failed the Deontay test, which is fine. I can forgive you for that. Justin Fields or Kirk Cousins? There's only one right answer. Oh, my God. There's only one right answer. I love it. (laughs) Uh, Justin Cousins. Justin Cousins. I like it. Justin Cousins. I I think I might need to replace Drew going forward, Josh. I mean, you know. I'm a Cousins and Deontay guy, you know, so. <laughs> Listen, I mean, Drew, we've had a good run, but unfortunately, you know. Uh, uh, but, was uh, it the, the best interest of the podcast clause at the end of my contract? Is that what I mean? Yeah, I don't know if you saw that very fine print. You know, it's kind of like the uh, the Willy Wonka contract at the end where you need the magnifying glass to see everything that's written. But, um. You but didn't yeah, see that before he went on retainer. Yeah, you know, listen, <laughs> you gotta you gotta look at the fine print. People don't look at it. But um, I, I agree with some of what you're saying, Drew. Uh, if you're in a situation to start Justin Fields, um, I don't see a lot of scenarios where you aren't. I mean, you're probably not, you know, running out there with uh, 
Josh Allen and Kyler Murray or uh, Kyler, Mar- Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson or something like that, you know, you probably have a maybe a top end, you know, maybe you have Patrick Mahomes, but your second guy might be Derek Carr, you know. So, yeah, I'm, you know, even Derek Carr has been playing out of his mind for the first two weeks of the season. We all know that eventually, you know, like a magic trick, that's going to go up in smoke. And why not put Justin Fields out there? He'll, he has the whole week to prepare as a starter. He's not coming in on game scripted plays. He's not coming in because Andy Dalton got injured. He has been training the entire week, working with the first team, running plays with the first team. And this is it, man. Now, listen, if he comes out here and he flames out and he's terrible, all right, you reassess for week four. But I think unless you have a stacked quarterback position, you're you're going with him. You're putting him in. He's he's that QB two. He is that super flex. And you know, you watch what happens. What are you doing, Rocky? Uh, before I answer, I was just wanted to ask Drew uh, what might be a tough run. And I could see this scenario because I could see you drafting Justin Fields because maybe you have this guy on your roster, Justin Fields or Tom Brady. Uh, I still go Brady. Okay, smart. I still smart. go Brady. Yeah, I, I just, I think the, I just the, wanted to make sure. Okay, <laughs> the, you didn't tell me I had to interview for the job again, Josh. Uh, <laughs> Listen, once you got the Kirk Cousins question wrong, we have to question, you know, <laughs> where your head's at. Yeah. Yeah. It just tosses, yeah, it just makes us question everything about you. So, uh, <laughs> but I think, uh, I mean, it depends what quarterback I have. I mean, this is not a, I don't think it's necessarily an easy matchup this week either versus uh, Cleveland, who's got a pretty decent defense, decent D line. Uh, but I think in most scenarios, I'm probably starting fields. So like Drew said, if you have fields, there's a decent chance. Um, he might be your second best quarterback on your roster. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, again, it's hard to answer without knowing what the other quarterbacks we're talking about are, but uh, I, I do think I would personally start, but I'm trying to win now and I have fields as like my third quarterback. I'm starting cousins over fields, but uh, in a lot of scenarios, I can see that if I have like Matt Ryan, uh, if I have Jameis Winston, if I have, if I had one of those kind of guys as my QB too, and I was waiting for Fields to come on, then then yeah. But uh, it's like I said, I, I think in most cases, uh, I'm probably starting Fields, but it, it, it's hard to answer without knowing the exact quarterbacks. I'll throw uh, I'll throw the toughest scenarios I've got here. So in a couple of leagues, I've got Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts, and then I'm Justin not starting Fields. Fields. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one, uh, our, our our league. I, I don't think I play. I already played time. I don't think I'm playing uh, Rocky O'Shea this week. I think I'm playing somebody else. Uh, so uh, Rogers or Fields is my QB too. Rogers. Yeah, I think you have to go Rogers. After week two, I think he he, he put himself yeah. back in the. Which, by the way, I'm glad Josh still had me on this week after after Rocky O'Shea uh, smacked down the timeline team in week two. <laughs> hey man. <laughs> The, the productive struggle is in full effect. Uh, <laughs> luckily that, you know, I'm, I'm actually glad we're not winning games. Cause that, I mean, in all honesty, that was our game plan. We were doing the productive struggle this year. So um, we're looking good. We're owing to, but we're <laughs> you're, still you're like, pacing for the, uh, the one Oh one and the one Oh two right now. Well, you know, we got, we got Larry's pick and, I don't know if you guys have listened to the latest episode of the Hot Sauce podcast yet, but uh, Larry Swift. Sw- 
he swears that his team won't be one on one. And uh, I can't say, okay, man. I mean, and, and it's not because he drafted poorly. It's because like half his team is on IR. But I mean, half your team is still on IR. I mean, I mean, you know, he he just made a trade to get his uh, the first love of his life, Sam Darnold. Uh, so he traded Jerry Judy away for that. So we'll see what happens uh, there. But yeah, I'm I'm watching his point totals, and I'm going. I I know you keep saying you're not going to be 101, but I mean, doesn't make it true. But, he has no you know, potential points right now. No potential points. They're all on. They're all on IR. <laughs> they're all on. Yeah. And that here's Steve. Here's Steve in the chat. I don't think he'll be 101. Steve came in with an epic week two to overtake that on points right now. So, um, so, so I appreciate it, Steve. Bless him because uh, I mean, my goodness, I thought I thought Larry had it locked up for sure, and then Steve kind of came in the back door and said, "Wait a minute, you know, I can get the one on one." Listen, we trade in that trade. We traded away uh, Michael Pittman, so even if it's the one hundred and two, I feel I feel like we did very well in the deal. So even if it's the one hundred and two, is uh, timeline that draft order by potential points? Yeah, I think you so. guys are in bad shape for two weeks. Then I was just looking at it. Yeah, we're like fourth worst. Yeah, you, you're like uh, you're like eighth in potential point. Like you have the fifth most potential points. Oh yeah, but I mean we're I mean we're not going to win games, so we'll still end up. You know, I still not, might put you at one hundred six as a, as the, the middle of the pack. Larry's, yeah, yeah. We have Larry's pick. The production well, struggle true. is working perfectly. <laughs> So you can trade you, trade you, yours you, and Larry's to Steve for his one on one. Trade me some players so you can shed some of those potential points. Hey, listen, that, <laughs> that do you need a running back? We have a uh, we have a Darrell Henderson. And uh, oh no, that's God. yeah, that's uh, I might send a second for him. I got a twenty two second. <laughs> yeah, you don't have Darrell Henderson then, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> okay. That guy's like a uh, I think he's like top twelve in points in the league right now. So you enjoy that one oh eight. <laughs> I'm fine with it. We still have the 101. This is you can talk about our pick all you want. We still have the 101, baby. <laughs> um, all right, let's let's hit this next one here. Uh on the way out. Uh, and this is this is actually from Larry Monkey. You know, we always gotta we gotta put him on here. Uh rest of the season, Will Fuller or Rashad Bateman. <laughs> that's that's my my co-owner. Jerry Shea, Jerry, Jerry O'Shea, O'Shea, my bad. Sorry, Jerry, for butchering your name, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so, I, I'm I, I Fuller. It's going to be Fuller. I, I mean, Fuller's playing this week. Bateman uh, so is not. He will have at least a one week head start. I don't know. I haven't heard much about this Bateman thing, so I don't know if he's like almost ready to go or still suffering, but. I yeah, mean, I mean, he he can he should be eligible to come. I don't know if he will, but he's supposed to be. El- yeah, he should be eligible yeah. to come off week four from IR. Uh, I did hear. Uh, I think I was listening to the audible. Um, they have the doctor, Doctor Gene Bramel on there, and he was saying that he was a guy he thought could come off IR as soon as he's eligible. So, so okay. we'll see. But uh, but yeah, Fuller's even with the uh, the suspension and whatever went on in week two, he still he still got a game advantage on Bateman now. So. Uh, but yeah, Fuller. I, I still believe in Fuller when he's on the field. He produces. So as long as he doesn't get hurt, 
knock on wood. And, but <laughs> and hey, listen, a sentence That's true. <laughs> I, a sentence I did not think I would say in 2021. Sammy Watkins is look good out there. Uh, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't just a week one explosion like he normally does, and then he he falls asleep for the rest of the season. It's only week two. <laughs> He's had it's two only, good weeks. If who's you really can... look good out there though? It's Hollywood. Man, uh, Hollywood's a top ten receiver through through I two weeks. To, I even though it's only him, two weeks, <laughs> I used to call him San Bernardino Brown because he couldn't be Hollywood like he played. But uh, yes. he's starting. He's starting to come back to Hollywood real quick. But my my, my I, junkies co-host Scott Sillo calls him Hallmark Brown. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, so Rashad Bateman might be back, but there's a little Sammy going on, a little little Hollywood going on. You know, I mean Waddle has looked good in Miami, so I don't wanna don't wanna shortchange what's going on in Miami, but Will Fuller makes a good point though that uh, how long is Jacoby Brissett gonna be the one throwing the passes though? So I know. that reminds me I have one share of Jacoby Brissett that I need to sell right now while we're getting Yeah. Get me if I can get me a second for Jacoby Brissett, man. He is off the team real quick. <laughs> uh, I need to find that Tua owner and go, I got Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> you only cost you a second round pick. <laughs> but uh, uh, on that note, we got to do our shout out of the week. Um, as you all know, the uh, the timeline eliminator through Fantasy Cares. Uh, we love doing it every year. Uh, John Bosch sets all those up and he's the man. Uh, we're honored that so many people actually would want to play with us because I, I mean, I honestly don't have any idea why anybody would, but we do appreciate it. Um, a shout out to John Pipak at JPIP6. You are the second man down in our Fantasy Cares Eliminator. It's been a fun ride. We had two weeks together, but like when you know, like when you're in the seventh grade, after two weeks. You just say, we got to go our separate ways, and maybe we'll meet up again in the future. So, John, uh, we're we're sad to see you go, and I just am amazed every week that it's not the timeline that is the uh, the team out because every time I look at that roster, it's so gross, and I don't know how we keep not being the last team. But, hey, we're around for another week, so uh, – Rocky was our first week. Uh, I was just going to say, does that mean John gets to come on and co-host next? Is that how it works? You get eliminated, then you co-host the next Hey, week? listen, John, <laughs> hit, hit us up. You might you're need on, to. You're, need on to. Ne- you're on next week because uh, because now, yeah, that, we should do that. We should just have the loser come. Hey, come on and co-host. That's your prize for uh, for getting kicked out. And uh, But, yeah, so on that note, uh, Rocky, thank you for coming on. Uh, real quick. Everybody should know who you are, but if for some reason they don't, tell them who you are, where they can find you, and what you're up to. Yeah, uh, you can find me at Dynasty FF Addict on Twitter. Uh, I don't, I think, tweet as much as I, I used to, but uh, if you want to DM me, I'll always answer any questions, anything you want to talk about. Uh, I co-host uh, Trade Addicts with with Russ, Dynasty Outhouse uh, on the DAP Network, and my other podcast, Dynasty Junkies, also on the DAP Network. Uh, follow those, follow the, that pod, follow those two guys that I co-host with Andrew Hall, who's awesome at Andrew Hall FF and Scott Sidlow at Scott underscore Sidlow. They're both great. Uh, 
So uh, both of them, though, took the week off this week. So it'll just be me tomorrow. But <laughs> as great as they are, they are not hosting with me this week. So, uh, but definitely follow those guys. Follow the pod. Uh, occasionally uh, host uh, Dynasty Game Night as well. Uh, so th- thank you, Russ, for that opportunity. I- I've basically been the the kind of sole host there for most of 2021. I think Matt uh, Matt might have done one, and Russ might have done one or two, and that's about it. So. Uh, I think they're kind of glad I came on there, but uh, yeah, so I'm keeping myself busy, but uh, I was very glad to come on here tonight. Thank you so much for letting me come on, Josh, after, after I kind of pulled a rust and basically invited myself on the show. Leslie, <laughs> you're, you're always welcome. Uh, I love having you on because you and I, you and I can talk and we can, we can disagree. And I know I've learned something at the end of the conversation. So um, it, it's a pleasure to have you on. Make sure you're following Rocky again at Dynasty FF Attic because uh, he's smart. And if you want to win at this game, you should be following smart people. Uh, to everybody in the chat, thank you. Uh, Ridley Truther, Lindsey Kennedy, Steve Dennis, the hot sauce guys were on there. Justin at Run DFF. I probably forgot somebody, but thank you everybody for coming on. Love it when the questions come through because uh, it just makes the show so much more fun. It gets us thinking about things that we don't have on our show sheet, which is also, uh, at least in my opinion, a lot of fun. Uh, Remember, if you are in the chat, hit subscribe, hit uh, the bell, because not only do you get this show, but you do get, uh, as Rocky mentioned, all the show or almost all the shows that he hosts, uh, Trade Addicts Pod, uh, Dynasty Junkies are also on here. And those are both amazing, amazing shows that... Uh, if you're not listening to, you should be listening to. If you listen to this thing on podcast uh, form, thank you again. Uh, an hour and 12 minutes. I li- I say this every week, and I truly mean it. You can do anything else. Uh, you could be mowing your lawn, doing dishes at work, hanging out with your kids or your wife or your husband, and instead you uh, have this in your ears and you're listening to us. Uh, just make sure if for some reason you haven't, hit subscribe. Uh, hit us with a rate and review so that other people can maybe find us and um, we could just have more fun with more people. And on that note, Drew, we are out of here. Late.